there, and welcome back to another episode of So Talk To Me. But you already knew that, didn't you? I mean, when you were in your podcast app, and then you you tapped on the So Talk To Me, or if you're on the website, and, you know, clicking around and clicking that play button, of course, you knew that we're So Talk To Me. We have a website? Well, there is a web, there's a way to listen to it on 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 a web browser. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, not technically our website, but on a website that you hit play on. I, I don't know what you're doing exactly, but I'm pretty sure you know that this is so talk to me. But welcome. It's good to have you here. It Pull is. Pull up a chair at our, our living room table where we do these talks. Because um, tonight is going to be a weird We're in one. our dining room, actually. Well, yeah, that's true. It's our di- well, still. It's- I just don't want to lie to our listeners that's true (laughs) don't want to lie to you guys sorry if i have ever lied um yeah tonight is gonna be it's gonna be kind of weird it's gonna be kind of weird it's gonna be a little controversial uh maybe i don't know depending on what you think controversy is controversy um (laughs) i'm already feeling the british would say mm -hmm, mm -hmm. controversy uh i'm already feeling kind of weird um, oh mm-hmm. why yeah. well i i'm just i'm just like i was gonna say exhausted but that's not true well, maybe mentally it would make sense that you're tired yeah yeah tired you've been super busy mm-hmm. that's and that's what it is it would make sense if you're like a little bit anxious and stressed out because you still have a lot of stuff that you have to do yeah that's part of it <laughs> so you might be a little distracted mm-hmm. just a little <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean full disclosure, I've been drinking. Yeah. Uh, we we were able to hang out with some really good friends this afternoon, and it was fun. Which that's thrown me off too because we we did a happy hour, um, and so like it was like an early dinner, and it feels much later than it is because the whole day felt short. Which yeah, it's, it's just so that's why I'm saying it's just a little weird. In front of me, I've got two screens and three different drinks, which is fun. Um, got my water. I've mm-hmm. got my leftover bourbon that I have not yet finished from when our friends were here. Um, and it is in an awesome, what, what is that called? Is that called a monogram? Yes. Okay. An awesome monogrammed glass that my best friend just gave me. So thank you so much. Shout it's out. Specifically a whiskey glass. It is a whiskey glass. Mr. Alejandro Medina. This is amazing. This is my first this is really nice. gift that I've got. Well, no, actually that's not true. That's not true. I have actually already got. Well, that's a, more a of a birthday, birthday gift. gift. No, the the other. Oh, that's true. Me, yes, Fitbit was a birthday gift yeah, as the well. Fitbit, the Fitbit, the Fitbit the fit was. Fit. Yes, the, the Fitbit fit. <laughs> was your birthday gift, and I already kind of gave you a Christmas present too. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah, that's true. That it's another flat cap, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which will come in handy when hat. I shave my head. <laughs> Stay tuned for that, listeners. I'm going to look way different in a few weeks. Yeah, because you can see Josh's hair mm-hmm. while you're listening. So I, I already warned you. <laughs> this is just, this is going to be weird. It's going to get weird. We're weird already. Um, but yeah, yeah, I had two margaritas and I'm sipping on some spiked eggnog. So. There you go. There you go. There is alcohol involved, which it, ironically, we've got a pretty um, heavy topic that we're going to be talking about we today. Do. We've got some serious conversation coming up. I'm um, not feeling the alcohol, though. I'm just kind of feeling tired. Yeah. That's probably it with me, too. It's like exhaustion. 
ah no that's exhausting that's too well sorry i like <laughs> said it halfway and then i'm like that's not the right word because i'm not exhausted i'm not that's that's not it's not true um but i am just the lord like, be your little, strength yeah slightly overwhelmed is probably closer because it's more of a mental thing than it is a physical thing yeah slightly physical because of the alcohol but um it's it's definitely more of a mental thing i'm, I'm sure if i just if i just hunker down and, and get stuff done then i can hunker. get stuff done mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know if i've ever and heard you say that word no before. sleep just don't sleep yeah you don't sleep and you'll be good you told your boss you'd pull an all-nighter tonight yeah i'd try to mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there'll, there'll probably be naps involved but yeah so uh so this this is gonna be fun this is gonna be fun but here we are for a podcast episode mm-hmm. um how was your day my day was Probably um, a lot like what I've been saying. And my day is the reason why I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. <laughs> um, guys, it's December. And if you know anyone who works at a church, well, I guess churches are different. Okay. Not all churches are the same. Yeah, I guess it depends on what kind of church you attend. But some churches have special programming during Christmas. And that's, that sounds like such a lame word to use. I'm sorry for even using that. I just mean there's lots of there's lots of um, just events going on at the church. Events. That's all that's I'm a, saying. That's a good word. Events. Different events. Yeah, and and it's good stuff too. Like, so this Sunday kind of kicks it off. We're having a lessons and carols. I call it a service, but really it's a presentation because it's not during the worship hour. It's right. on Sunday evening. Um, so we're going to be like full choir and orchestra. We're going to go through scripture and hymns and then talking about how those two intersect so it's going to be super cool um but that means that hey there's a rehearsal for the entire orchestra and choir on saturday and then i need to tear down the stage and set it up for the band that's going to be playing on sunday and then immediately after our services on sunday in the afternoon i'm going to have to tear that down set it all back up for the orchestra and choir again so that they can perform that evening and you have a seven page paper you have to write seven yeah it's it's my final week of class yeah (laughs) so that's good like after this week all is gonna be well like it's gonna (laughs) be great um but this week it it, stuff is just like popped up out of nowhere um like i situated my calendar at the beginning of the of this week like on monday i made sure i had everything there and i was good to go and it seems like every day there has there yeah there's been something that's popped up that's like oh by the way this is coming up by the way you're gonna have to work late next tuesday and you're gonna have to make sure that the stage is cleared before that evening and also there's a luncheon for you know this group that you're gonna have to run av for that same day so you're just gonna be here for 12 hours also um we want to know if you can set this up for service on you know just just stuff but you're not complaining just stuff no <laughs> does it sound like i'm complaining a little bit. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry no i was i was talking to i was talking to my boss earlier today um actually about it because there was there was someone uh, well i don't have to go into details but basically i was asked to get something done before sunday and and i usually have friday saturday off um and it was just emailed this thursday and it, or this morning on thursday and um it, it would take a little bit it would probably take at least an hour or two to get it set up and i i still have a lot going on this weekend um and so I kind of had to talk with my uh, with my supervisor at work about it because I'm kind of like, how do I respond to this? Because there's no heads up on this. And I don't know. Anyways, the reason I say that is because I, I told him, like, I understand 
it is December, like it's Christmas time at the church, and therefore I am going to be working more than normal. And I told him, if you want me to come in on Friday, because I'm coming in Saturday because there's there are rehearsals, and so I have to be there mm-hmm. Saturday, so it's one of my days off that I'm working. Um, but I told him, like, if... If you want me to, I, I just need to know what the expectation is. I understand that it's Christmas time and that I'm going to be working more than normal. But if you want me to get this done, if you want me to come in on Friday and get this done, I will do it because it's Christmas. So basically what I'm saying is like the my work at the church is seasonal. The busyness of my work is seasonal. There are times where it is not quite as busy and I'm able to kind of be more flexible with my hours. Um, but Christmas is not necessarily one of those times. And so I'm just seeing that already. And that's all that I'm trying to say. I love my job. I hope I I'm, it, I hope it doesn't ever sound like I'm bad-mouthing the and church that I go to. Time. I do. I do love Christmas. I think it's a great opportunity. It's a fantastic opportunity for Christians to be able to um, to share our faith. I think it's so cool that our world is celebrating the birth of Jesus, even if it is, and I understand, even if it is a bastardized version of that, even if it is all just um, materialistic, I think um, there's something kind of funny, kind of ironic about like the world celebrating Jesus' birth, even if they don't recognize that that's what they're celebrating. Um, But I think it does give us as Christians opportunity to be able to reach out and to be able to like, he no, Second Peter, I think it's Second Peter that says to to share the hope that is within us. You know, to always be prepared to share the hope that's within us, um, and especially at Christmas time, it's a great time to do that. Uh, so, anyways, I love my job. I'm just I've just been real busy with <laughs> with school, and then I'm I'm looking at starting another venture that maybe I can talk about later if it actually materializes. Um, it looks like it looks like it it just might. Um, but, but we'll see about that. So that's another thing that's been kind of thrown onto my plate over the past couple weeks that has, has kept me even more busy. So yeah, just, uh, you know, running that race, man, making that bread, toasting that bread, buttering that bread and, uh, bringing home the bacon with the bread. (laughs) Okay. Memes. Much memes. Very meme. How are you doing, Samantha? I've been doing all the talking. I'm so sorry. How are you doing? It's fine. I mean, I don't care about talking. Um, no, I've been... It's been good. It's been a pretty chill week so far. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty normal. Lucky. Nothing cray. I'm really looking forward to... You being off of school for almost a month. Yeah. Yeah. Just about a month. And it's going to be pretty sweet. Your time off work between Christmas and New Year's. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that'll mm-hmm. be nice. And just, just Christmas in general. I mean, I love Christmas. Yeah. We only have a few more gifts that we need to get. And then we're done Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Um, I've just, I've been having a lot of fun with the kids because they're like old enough this year to really appreciate all the Christmassy stuff, mm-hmm. like especially lights and decorations. So like 
I made a huge batch of sugar cookies mm-hmm. last week and been decorating them periodically and we made a gingerbread house on Tuesday and when our when uh Kara and Josh came over and then I I I love like at night driving through the neighborhood and Ollie's just like ooing and awing over all the lights like I don't know it's just my favorite time of the year I love it that's it's awesome. fun and the kids are really enjoying it so I enjoy it even more <laughs> yeah they really are it's pretty it's pretty sweet it is very sweet so any crazy stuff on the internet lately that uh you've uh, seen or there's always crazy stuff on the internet <laughs> well see you're you're a day. part of more avenues of the internet than i am so like you are on reddit and you're on twitter and i'm not on those things so like i don't know what goes on there yeah i generally w- stay away from twitter it's kind of a dumpster fire <laughs> <laughs> although i say that i've actually tweeted a couple times this week which is weird but um no th- yeah no, I, i'll get on twitter when i want to gauge some some ideas but it's 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 pretty twitter's like where all the crazy is let loose that is what I've heard, and that is why I choose to not have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> also, I think it would just be really bad for my spiritual walk with the Lord. <laughs> huh. well, there you are then. I sometimes have an issue with uh, holding my tongue. Mm-hmm. And so Twitter so would does not everyone be... else who has a Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Just That's kidding. why I choose not to just have kidding. one. <laughs> but... Um. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. My brain is just drawing a blank. I'm sure there are lots of. Other, I mean, there are other things that that we could talk about, but I feel like I don't know. On, on the one hand, so it's like one of the things that come that comes to mind is the whole um, you know, within within. Well, no, it's actually spread outside of. So it's it started Christian missionary John Cho. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and that whole situation. So but then, sad. like, what was it? Like, the New York Times that wrote an article about it or something? Like, it's gotten a ton of it attention. It has gotten a lot of attention, yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of different perspectives on what happened. Um, but I feel like in order to kind of do that justice, we'd probably want to spend a lot of time talking about that. So I yeah. don't necessarily think we need to do that here. Um, I will just throw out, though, um, the... The briefing had a really good um, take on that as well. Um, and, and that helped me kind of think through that whole situation, the good and the bad of it, um, and the inspiring and the stuff that we can learn from his example. Mm-hmm. So uh, we don't necessarily have to talk about that. That's the only thing that comes to mind. I'm, I'm just, I know there's been lots of other stuff on my mind, but. It's well, all there, just kind of drawn a blank right now. Within the past couple of days, or maybe it was just today, I don't know when it was posted because, was, because as I said, I don't have a Twitter, and I know this was a whole Twitter thing. Um, but our good old pal, Mister Pulpit and Pen himself, oh no, <laughs> was being himself on Twitter oh, and no. uh, just slandering uh jackie hill perry and oh. have you seen that have you seen I, it yeah i saw a reply and i was just like this is the worst 
You're just He is the mean. worst. You're just the an worst. angry old man. Yes. It's awful. So please stay away from pulpit and pen. <laughs> Why just, do we keep bringing him up just to say stay away? <laughs> because he needs to be called out. I well, mean, he's he is called out on multiple occasions, but he just needs to slander stop some more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Needs to kind of sit down and shut up. How about that? Yep. Yeesh. But other than those two things, uh, the whole Lauren Daigle, Daigle, I still don't know how to say her last name. Daigle. Daigle. Okay. Daigle, like bagel. Okay. But with a D. Okay. Daigle. Controversy. Lauren Alley. <laughs> She's not even British. Um... I should have brought up the whole article of like the actual quote from her. I got it. Oh, don't you do? worry. Okay. Uh-huh. There you go. I do indeed. Because my notes don't really focus on her, but. Gotcha. Well, this is actually, so, so this is going to be uh, obviously, you know, because you've seen our title kind of um, our main topic, or at least our, our springboard, like where we wanted we actually did plan this out. Um, if you're on, if you have liked or if you have seen our Facebook page, we did actually share a little bit earlier on in the week that hey, we had decided on a um, on a topic for this week, and that's because this this has blown up so much, um, at least in our little circles mm-hmm. of the internet, the people that we talk to, um, the other Christians that we know, and basically. Uh, gosh, I mean, how many times have we heard the same story, right? It's a big old CCM artist, right? Contemporary Christian music artist, um, says something that people disagree with. (laughs) Okay. Surprise, surprise. Or, or says something that is contrary to Christian orthodoxy. You know, like again, surprise, surprise. Yeah. But, um, anyways, let's, let, yeah, let's take a look at what she said. Okay. So, so this, this is the quote that I'm getting. Um, she was interviewed and she was asked, okay, by the host of this program. Uh, his name is Dominic. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's N-A-T-I. Um, he asked, do you feel that homosexuality is a sin? Okay. So, so she replied, Lauren Daigle, you know what? I can't honestly answer on that. I have too many people that I love that are homosexual. I don't know. I can't say one way or the other. I'm not God. So when people ask questions like that, that's what my go-to is. I just say, read the Bible and find out for yourself. And when you find out, let me know, because I'm learning too. So there's a lot there. There's a lot there to unpack. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And per usual, I think there are two sides of the pendulum that we do not want to swing towards. Okay. We don't want to, uh, okay, so there's there's one side that I would say the more like fundamentalist, like hardline um, position of saying like, oh, well, she's saying this that homosexuality isn't a sin, therefore, you know, she doesn't. Um, she's not a Christian. Right, right. Yeah. No one should ever listen to her. I can't believe she said that. Um, there's that outrage culture, right, yeah. on the one side. And on the other side, okay, there you can say, well, oh no, she's saying, read the Bible. Like everything that she's saying is great. She's saying she doesn't have the answers. The Bible has the answers. Um, which again, I, I just think I'll, I'll say I'm in the middle here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm between those two sides. 
um, I think there is good and there is bad when you kind of dig into what she said here. Okay, and um, I will I will say I was going to say in her defense, but it's really not in her defense <laughs> um, that there are a lot of people who. Yeah, I'll just say it. A lot of people who waver like this when asked publicly questions that are very pertinent to um, the modern culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, uh, guess what, guys? Okay. As Christians, there are things that we believe that are going to offend the culture at large. Okay. Simply because I don't think that's God has said it. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, J- Jesus is perfect and people killed him. This has been the okay. orthodox view for thousands of years. I don't think it should be surprising to anyone that Christians believe that homosexuality is a sin. Right. Right. Exactly. It wasn't until, you know, less than 100, you know, 50 years ago that people just decided to completely flip the script and say, well, no, it's it's perfectly fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, we don't necessarily go have to go into history. We actually, I, we'd actually much rather focus on the scripture and focus on the Bible um, when it comes to this this issue in general. Now, as far as what she has said, and, and I want to use this kind of as a springboard, but then we can we can talk about the issue at large. Um, I do think there are some good things on the surface of what she said. So. When she says things like, my go-to is, I say, read the Bible and find out for yourself. Okay? That's, that's a great rule of thumb, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. with, with pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem with this is, especially like her last sentence, when you find out, let me know because I'm learning too. That seems humble, Right? And I would say insofar, uh, I, I also just, just to backtrack for just a second, I'm assuming that what she's saying here is, is true, okay? That when she says she doesn't know, that she is telling the truth. Um, and that's why I say there are two sides of the pendulum. You can, you can assume that she's saying this out of um, uncomfortability. That's probably not a word, right? Yeah. Um, I... I don't think that she's necessarily lying mm-hmm. or trying to be deceptive. Mm-hmm. I think that the industry that she is in mm-hmm. has probably coached her and how to address these sort of is- issues and in interviews yeah. in a way that will reflect well on the, in- on the, on the industry itself. Yeah. And so... She's probably saying the things that she thinks will protect both parties. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, double speak. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. She's being uh, a politician. <laughs> kind of, kind of, <laughs> She's yeah. being very political so that she can um, market herself to everyone yeah. and not alienate anyone. So I, I don't fully put the blame on her. Like, mm-hmm. I think she has honestly been deceived herself. Mm-hmm. into saying this sort of thing. Right. And if that's the case, um, I mean, well, that's that's kind of a, not a separate issue, but that I'm going to work under the assumption that she is telling the truth. Okay. Okay. And uh, because I want to be gracious to her. Right. 
However, I, I agree that it, there's probably something here, but we can get into that in just a second, actually, when, when I kind of explain. So I believe that she's telling the truth. And when she says that, when you find out, let me know because I'm learning too. Um, the grain of truth in that is that we all ought to be continually learning from scripture, right? Mm -hmm. um, and in a certain sense, we ought to have that same humility to a certain degree that she has. I think she goes far too, uh, too far mm -hmm. off the deep end. I do think we ought to, the, the humility that we as Christians ought to have is to say, um, the Bible will always correct me. Right. Mm -hmm. And my understanding of the way that the world works, regardless of where I've received that understanding from, I need to place that up against the authority of Scripture, see what God has said, mm -hmm. right, through the Bible, what God has spoken. And where that differs, I need to conform to Scripture. Right. So, so when she says that she's learning too, yeah, in a sense, that's true. We're all learning. And we all ought to be um, show a level of humility in that we might not have it all right, but we know that God does. Mm -hmm. And we know that he has revealed his will through the scriptures. Okay. Right. So those, those are the things that I think are somewhat good about what she said. Okay. What she was trying to say that was good. The, um, the problems that I see here... Um, well, obviously, the elephant in the room. I think the Bible plainly shows that homosexuality is a sin. Yes. And that's what we're going to be talking about here in, in just a second. Uh, but we wanted to, to kind of set it up with this. I mean, this is really the reason why we're, we're even having this discussion is mm -hmm. because this has become such a big thing, um, is, is what she has said in trying to appease both groups. And yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, so the issues that I have is that... When she says that she does not know, she can't say one way or the other. She's not God. So, and, and, and her reason for not knowing is that she, she has friends that she knows that are homosexuals. That, that's her word. That, those are her words. Mm -hmm. um, man, oh man. That's great that she loves them. Yes. Yes, it is. But that is not a reason that what they're doing may or may not be as sinful. Right. That's right. the problem. I love plenty of people that have <laughs> sinful tendencies. I also Myself don't agree with included. calling them homosexuals. Right. And that's why, that's why I said, that's why I said uh, those are her words. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, so there's an issue there that backing up her point with the fact that Oh, well, I, I love people who struggle with this specific sin. Okay. Well, I, I, yeah, I love people who struggle with all different kinds of sins, but that doesn't make the sin okay. Right. Um, and the, okay. So, th and then the bigger issue is that she said she just doesn't know. Okay. So to ask God and like, like we mentioned earlier is that this has been Christian orthodoxy again, and that's, that's the Christianese word, right? Orthodoxy. This has been settled Christian understanding mm -hmm. for doctrine. Yeah, since before the New Testament was even written. Yeah, you know, since since <laughs> early on when God called out the um, called out the Israelites, and in fact, I would say even at 
the very creation when God created Adam and Eve mm-hmm. to be together, a man and a woman, and said that that is the uh, that was what marriage is when he when he put the man and the woman together that they should leave their uh, father and mother and cling to each other. The the picture of marriage there was a man and a woman. So I I would say the beginning of creation. This has been evident to all people. Um, so for her to say that she doesn't know either way whether this is sinful. Again, I'm trying to be extremely gracious. But that means that she has a very elementary view of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it means that the churches that she's been in her entire life have not taught her how to read the scripture. Right. It means that, I mean, the, <laughs> I almost feel like even if she said, oh, no, it's okay. The Bible says it's okay then she would at least have thought this through. But clearly she has not even thought this through. Again, assuming that she's telling the truth, Mm -hmm. she hasn't thought this through enough to even come to a conclusion, to even say either way. So there's a fault in the churches that she's been a a part of. There's a fault on her part that, um, and there's a scripture that comes to mind and I can't can't think of where it is off the top of my head, but where uh, I believe it's Paul who says that you know, you, he, he's speaking to one of these churches and he says, you ought to be so much more mature in your faith, right? You ought to be so much farther along, but I'm having to continually teach you the elementary principles about the faith. Um, and not that this necessarily, this issue of homosexuality has is a primary doctrine as in like it actually messes up the, the idea of the gospel of, of Jesus. But this is... As we'll talk about later, this is very clear throughout Scripture, right? And so it's very difficult to miss this if you're actually reading through the Scriptures. Um, so I think I think another issue here is that she um, she is in the the contemporary Christian music scene, right? So she's she's very well known. She's she's gotten Dove awards, like she's very well known as a Christian artist. Mm-hmm. So for her to say. Well, the problem is she's 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 positioning herself as a baby in the faith, okay? So she, she's an art, and, and not that artists can't be can't be spiritually immature, but it ought to spur you towards maturity, right? Your time with the Lord, your time spent as a Christian, you ought to be growing, is what I'm trying to say. And clearly, if she can't if she she can't say one way or the other. She, she hasn't grown. Like she hasn't encountered these scriptures that talk about this when it's literally all throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, uh, basically what I'm trying to say is that if we assume that what she's saying is true, it simply means that she is extremely immature in the faith. And that is what's so sad because if you know anything about her, from a cursory glance at Wikipedia that I've done, she's grown up in church, okay? Um, and and she has placed herself as an artist within Christian music. And that's a whole other conversation that we can talk about the merits or um, lack thereof of the Christian music industry as yeah. a whole. But if you're p- putting someone on a pedestal as someone who is 
explicitly attempting to lead people into songs that worship God. Um, it it's sad to see how immature she she actually is in the faith, and I think that I think that's the problem is that this this shows her lack of maturity. Is simply what I'm trying to say. Yeah, there's a a verse that I came across today that uh, popped in my head as you were talking. It's a First Timothy one uh, eight through eleven. It says. We know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> like there's not, yeah, it's, it's, you don't have to, this isn't a doctrine that's, that's hidden in the scriptures. Right. You know, this, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, that said, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk All about right. it. Okay. What, because we've said this multiple times now that it's, it's pretty plain and, and we do have, I mean, gosh, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but we do have history on our side, right? This, this has been a settled Christian belief mm-hmm. for a very long time. So when, when, and, and I'm not literally, denying literally since the church was established right, right. in the new Testament <laughs> and I'm not denying well, since the old Testament. <laughs> anyways, go on. <laughs> I'm not denying that there are people, there are books being written today. There are people speaking today in quote unquote Christian churches that say that it's wrong, that we have misunderstood this concept and that these words actually don't mean what we think they mean. Okay. I understand there are people that are saying that today, but again, we have history on our side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have this understanding passed down throughout the church of what scripture was actually saying. Um, so uh, if, you, if you're looking into this for yourself, know that the burden of proof is actually on the other side. We're going to present um, just some scriptures here and talk about how we how we believe that like we've said it's very plain in scripture mm-hmm. um but if if you're trying to get a balanced view on this and look into to people who would um who would say the opposite who would say that there's no problem with homosexuality then um know that the burden of, like make sure that they are actually explaining their points in such a way that would refute all of the these different points because this is something that the church has always believed. Because it's clear. Because it's clear. Right, right. You have to do some some doctrinal gymnastics in order Lots to... Lots of finagling. Yeah. And, and as we'll get into later, um, I think it actually completely destroys a lot of the unity of what the scripture says on gender and mm-hmm. gender roles between men and women. 
um, and even the family structure right. in general. So, so there, yeah, let's, let's take a let's look at the scriptures okay. first. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to start off with a uh, second Timothy three sixteen seventeen. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God or woman of God may be complete equipped for every good work. All right. So this tells us that all of scripture is inspired by God. It's his word. He spoke it all, all the old Testament, all the new Testament. So with that in mind, uh, let's go to Genesis one verse 27. So God created man in his own image and the image of God. He created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And so it was. And God saw everything that he made. And behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So God created one male and one female, this passage tells us, and tells them to be fruitful and multiply. So scripture teaches that God does everything for his own glory, right? If you read throughout scripture, that's pretty plainly what it teaches, that he does everything for his own glory. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change here. He created this one man and this one woman to be in relationship with one another because it's what brought him glory. Mm-hmm. And we can see that in verse 31, which says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Up until now, he had only used good to describe what he created. But after he made male and female, it was all very good. I found that interesting. Mm. I'd never really noticed that before. Mm -hmm. I felt that very interesting. Makes sense. It's the only thing that he said was made in his image. Right. So, very good, more like God. Mm-hmm. Well, and of, that brings like all of creation together. Like he made all of creation for them to subdue it. I mean, all obviously mm-hmm. ultimately for his glory, but for them to have dominion over it. Mm-hmm. Like he had that in mind when he was creating everything before he created man. Right. So going to Genesis chapter two, starting in... Starting in verse 18, um, but just to give a little context in this chapter, uh, God has just created Adam and put him in the garden and told him not to eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge knowledge of good and evil. Uh, And we see that nothing else was, he. you know, God brought all the animals to him to find a helper, but nothing was suitable. And so God made the woman. But God doesn't just give him a helper with the woman. He also calls her his wife, his she is his equal and complementary partner. So let's let's read that. 
Then the Lord, starting in verse 18, then the Lord said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, this is at last, or this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So when we get to verse 24, he uses the word therefore, which points back to everything that he has said before, basically meaning because everything that had just happened, right? That's what therefore means. Mm -hmm. It says, a man shall leave his father and his mother, indicating that this union is the proper one, not just for right now and what was happening at that moment, but also in the future. Mm -hmm. Shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, again, husband and wife, proper union. Yeah. And they shall become one flesh. The man and the woman shall become one flesh. Now these, I believe that these verses, not not only do they condemn homosexuality, but they also condemn premarital sex. Just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on those? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think, I think you're doing a great job of kind of like building this argumentation. And when you stop and really like think through these verses, you know, I've, I've been in, I've grown up, going to church and so i've i've heard these verses a lot before um but when you really stop and and look at what it's saying it does have these like assumptions assumptions within it 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 has it's teaching you these things like like you said you know you you wouldn't you wouldn't notice otherwise it says father and mother mm. particularly it says wife it's a um and so it it gives this picture of what the ideal family is right yeah all right so from there i wanted to go to leviticus Mm -hmm. leviticus uh is a book basically about laws uh and the punishments that come with breaking those laws um so it's basically the whole book is God telling the Israelites what's holy and what's not, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and chapter eight is where I want to go. Uh, and that's all about unlawful sexual relations uh, when they list a lot of them. But for our topic tonight, I'm going to point to verse uh, 22, which says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. It's pretty clear. It's also kind of strong language, an abomination. Mm-hmm. 
It's pretty strong. Which chapter 20 is pretty similar. Uh, once you get to verse uh, 10, lists a lot of the same uh, sexual immoral acts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, except in this chapter, it specifically uh, mentions the punishments for those acts. Whereas 18 was pointing out what was immoral. This mm-hmm. is pointing out the punishments for those immoral acts. Um, and when we get to, yeah, when we get to verse 10 is when they start listing, listing the acts. But uh, in verse 13, we mm-hmm. get down to that one. If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed committed an abomination. They so they sh- I can't talk. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. That's uh, pretty severe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And for for a lot of these uh, immoral sexual sexual immoral acts, the punishment is death. Right. So God takes. Right like sexual sins very very seriously yeah 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 that's that's like it's not just kill a dove you know like make this animal sacrifice it's not just you know pay penance to this person it's you die yeah that is your just punishment Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's a good point to make also because I will say, as again, as someone who's grown up in the church, um, I, I do think that sometimes this sin gets an inordinate amount of um, amount of stress. I guess mm-hmm. as something that is altogether horrific, like unforgivable, or something. Right, right, exactly. And and as we'll see, I mean, there's there we'll we'll get to it later but certainly you can be redeemed from from this oh, yeah. sin um so so i think your point that a lot of these sexual sins carry the same punishment that this one isn't particularly um no it's not particularly severe it right. is severe the punishment mm-hmm. is severe but so is but that severity is carried over to other sexual yeah. sins as no, well. All of the sexual sins, all the punishment for the sexual sins is death. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of different sexual sins. Mm-hmm. There, it's not just homosexuality. Right. Also adultery and other things. Right. I, I will say also, just to nuance it a little bit, is that when Leviticus talks about homosexuality here, it's it's talking about a man lying with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, it never gives the... A, a a positive way of of looking at that act. Does right. that make sense? And and sorry for being an adult here. And you know it's getting kind of graphic, but this is this is what the scripture's saying. So I'm trying to use I'm trying to tread lightly here. Um, there there are sexual acts that are good within a marriage, uh, within a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that a husband and wife can can do with each other (laughs) okay um and the scripture says as much Mm -hmm. but then it also says that here are some acts that are done outside of the marriage bed that deserve death okay so so what i'm saying is that 
scripture gives the both and when it is a male and a female, right? It gives the, these are sinful when it's outside of marriage and these are good and pleasing to God Mm -hmm. and actually glorifying to God when they are done within a marriage. Okay. That is not the case with homosexual acts. Mm -hmm. It only gives um, examples of Mm -hmm. these acts that are committed that are again, very severely punished. Right. Uh, And it's interesting, like obviously in the Old Testament, it very specifically mentions when God is first, you know, telling the Israelites what is immoral, um, specifically sexually. It very specifically points out homosexuality, like the, the specific acts. It points that out. Right. When you get to the New Testament... There are there are a couple of passages that uh, explicitly say homosexuality, but there are a lot of passages that mention sexual immorality. Um, and because we see in the Old Testament what God deems as sexual immorality, homosexuality is under that. Right. So when you look at a passage in the New Testament that mentions sexual immorality, homosexuality falls under that, whether or not it is specifically mentioned. Right, right. It is assumed that you know the rest of Scripture. Right, right? especially when Paul is speaking to Jews, because Jews would know all of the Torah already. (laughs) Exactly. Like, they would know that this was mentioned in Leviticus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I I also wanted to go uh, to the New Testament, uh, Romans chapter one. Actually, can I make one point before we go oh, yeah. there? I just, just a little side note of, the, uh, because it, it has to do with what you, what you had just kind of explained when you're talking to Jews, they would understand that homosexual acts fall under sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, one of the, the things that I have heard against, um, against this idea that homosexuality is a sin that homosexual acts are a sin is that, oh, well, Jesus never talked about it, right? Jesus, while he was on, I'm just about Jesus, man. And Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. Okay. So now, obviously the the big problem is you that you don't- You can hear my eye roll, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you don't understand that Jesus is a, a part of the Trinity, right? A member of the Trinity. So, so there's that whole concept. But if we're looking at simply Jesus' life here on earth- Again, he was talking to Jews. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was talking to Israelite people who understood what the law said about what was sexually moral and what was sexually immoral. Mm-hmm. And so the burden again, the burden of proof is actually on that person to prove that Jesus contradicted the previous law and therefore said that homosexuality will now it is okay. Jesus never did that. No. Guess what? He never said anything about homosexuality. Therefore, we can actually assume because of what God has revealed um, and because of the audience that Jesus was talking to. What, what's that? What's what's that verse in John? Uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the yeah. word was with God. Right. Again, <laughs> again, that's that's the bigger issues. Is you don't understand. Well, Jesus was God and God has actually said these things yes. before. So, yes, in a sense, Jesus has said these things. But Jesus in his incarnate body, you know, the 33 years that he lived on earth before his ascension, um, 
that argument actually plays in favor of continuing that homosexuality, that homosexual acts are sinful simply because of the audience he was talking to would have understood that, right? Was Mm -hmm. Jesus trying to deceive them? And this whole time in the back of his mind, he was thinking, oh no, homosexuality is fine, but I won't mention a word of it. God is not a God of confusion. No, he's not. He's not. And, And he did clarify lots of laws while he was on earth. Um, but he didn't, he didn't speak a word about homosexuality because it hasn't changed. The standard standard has not changed. A law within marriage. Yeah. And guess what? And specifically referenced back to Genesis, quoting in Genesis two, that he may, man should leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Yeah. So. So anyways, I, anyway. yeah, I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to slip in, in here to say that, that the argument that Jesus didn't say anything about homosexuality completely misses the point of who Jesus was talking to and the context in which he was speaking and, and how they would have understood and interpreted what he was actually saying. So right. anyways, Romans. Romans chapter one, and I'm going to start in verse uh, 18 for some more context, but uh, so For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal of the immortal God for for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature and the men likewise, I think that's a very important word. Likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Yikes. Yeah. And that even the, the language there was pretty graphic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I was, uh, I was watching and listening to, um, a debate uh, that James White was having with, oh, I can't remember his name. It's a few years old. Um, but it was a debate on uh, whether homosexuality is, I can't remember the title of it, but basically whether uh, God condemns homosexuality or he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and this passage was brought up multiple times and the the party opposing or the man um 
opposing White's view, which is homosexuality is uh, sin and that God does condemn it, um, kept bringing up this this passage or this verse, uh, verse 26, uh, especially, specifically the part where it says, for their women exchange natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. He kept saying that it wasn't, it wasn't that it was a, a lesbian relationship, but that um, they were like having sex during their menstrual, menstrual period or that they mm-hmm. were prostitutes or something like that, mm-hmm. which doesn't hold up at all because of this word likewise. Yeah. Yeah. For their women exchange natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men, likewise, that word likewise puts you back to the previous sentence. Yeah. Well, the dudes are on their menstrual periods, too. <laughs> likewise, gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless, shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves a due penalty for their error. Yeah. That word likewise completely throws out that other argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That can't be what it's talking about. Right. Because it explains it even further in the passage where it's explaining what the men are doing. Right. And it specifically says likewise. Yeah. That yeah. that's what the women were doing as well. And and I've also heard the argument that, oh, well, these it's saying that it's contrary to nature. These are people who are actually straight but they're committing homosexual acts. So these are people who are going against their sexual orientation. Okay, now, again, I just have to lay some groundwork here. Sexual orientation was not even a concept at all when these passages were written. Nope. Um, our, our culture's understanding of sexual orientation is very different than what, um, than what the Bible presents. It's an idol, Right. Is it, what it is. It is. It is. It's 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 kind of like saying, well, you know, this is just the way that I feel, therefore this is who I am. Right. It's, it's much more rooted in identity where previous generations' understanding of sexuality is more akin to is more akin to the acts that come from how you feel, if that makes sense. So it's it's not who you are, it's the choices that you make. I don't know if that distinction hits home. Um, it's it's hard for me to describe that. But uh, anyways, that that's kind of a secondary. I mean, it's, and it's a whole other issue. sexual orientation isn't like, we're not talking about gender. Right. No. The, yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Those are two different things. Right. But okay. So the argument that, oh, well, these are actually straight people who are doing gay things. Um, well, the problem with that is that, again, the text goes and it, it actually talks about, again, this is a graphic text is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. It says that the men were reaping the, the um, consequence of their actions within their own bodies. That's the due pretty, penalty for their error. Right. That's pretty clear that homosexual acts are, against your natural your your body's natural function mm-hmm. okay and that uh, just to be blunt that you're far more likely to contract diseases yeah. from homosexual acts okay disease does not differentiate between your sexual orientation 
right? You are no more or less likely to contract something like HIV depending on your sexual orientation. It has to do with the acts that you are committing. Yeah. So so whether or not you're actually straight, but you were doing gay things, or whether or not you're actually gay, um, and sorry, I, the reason I took that voice is, is simply because I'm mocking this idea of sexual orientation. I, I don't mean to mock people that believe that about themselves, just the concept. So, so forgive me. I don't mean to be intentionally offensive. Um, <laughs> but what I'm, what I'm saying is that clearly this scripture is talking about these. It, it does not have to do with orientation. It has to do with the acts that these people are committing, mm-hmm. regardless of how they feel about these acts. Clearly, I mean, it, it actually... It actually talks about the passion that they have to commit these acts. <laughs> so um, it's really difficult to get around something like this. Did you have more more scripture to pull up? No, I don't think I need to pull any more up. I think it, okay. I think this has made it pretty clear what scripture has to say, what yeah. God has to say about homosexuality, whether it's a sin or not. Very clear that he is calling it a sin. Right, right especially with the language that he has used, Mm -hmm. calling it an abomination, calling it error. Um, But with that, I, uh, I don't want anyone to hear us as saying that because we believe it's a sin that we hate people who consider themselves homosexuals. Right. Because that's not what we're saying at all. Right. Um, Saying that homosexuality is a sin I don't believe is hatred at all Mm -hmm. because I believe that every human being is made in the image of God. Yeah. As he said in Genesis, that men were made in his, he made man and woman in his image and we all came from the, come from Adam and Eve. So I believe that every man, every woman is made in the image of God And so I believe that every man and every woman deserves love and respect because they are made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. I believe, obviously, that God calls us to love our neighbors Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't change if a person is a homosexual or, you know, is commits homosexual acts if they murder if they slander we are called to love yeah um yeah yeah the scripture says to love your enemies right so clearly god is talking about those who are still opus openly practicing sin right so regardless of what who are the unrepentant sin is, yeah right yes unrepentantly committing sin um, regardless of that, we as Christians ought to love and ought to show love. That is the way that um, that we that we share the greatness of God. Um, I I do have another scripture that kind of goes along with this. It's in First Corinthians six. It's verses nine through eleven. Um, and I I just I think this is so good. Okay. Starting in verse nine, it says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, 
nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Hmm. And such were some, some of, of you. you. Yeah. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Mm-hmm. The sin that, that we struggle with, okay, regardless of what it is, there's a great big list of sins here, and it says, this, God is saying here, you're condemned because of your sin. Mm-hmm. You stand condemned. But God can redeem regardless of whatever sin it is that you struggle with, regardless of what you have done, right? you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. So and, we as, as, as yeah. Christians also, as we look out, we can't, I mean, who are we to, to condemn someone? It, it, obviously we stand, they stand condemned. I don't mean it that way. I just mean that, that someone is outside of the, the possibility of salvation. Of redemption, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not true. Such were some, Paul is talking to people here who were mired in all kinds mm-hmm. of sin, but we'll get to see those people in heaven. God has redeemed those people. Um, yeah. And he's not saying that you won't ever struggle with those sins right. after you're redeemed. But because God has redeemed you and changed your heart, you love Jesus Christ and you want to obey him. Mm-hmm. So you are repentant of that sin. Mm-hmm. And although you struggle with it, that's that's just the thing. It is it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do it. That's the thing. Is after after God changes your heart, you don't want to do it. Yeah. You want to glorify God. That's the difference. Not not that you're made perfect and you know won't struggle with that sin anymore, but that your heart is changed. And you want to glorify God mm-hmm. and not commit that sin anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Any final thoughts? Um, well, I kind of wanted to uh, talk a little bit more about the, the passage in uh, Leviticus chapter 20, where it said that the punishment for the homosexual act uh, was death. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Bible also teaches that uh, God does not change. Mm-hmm. It specifically uses the word uh, unchanging and that he's not a liar. So then if he, if he believed that homosexuality should be uh punished punishable by death then why don't we do that still today um and i obviously believe that it's not because god has changed his mind on the sin Mm -hmm. uh he still finds it an abomination just like he does every other sin um i mean in romans it says for the wages of sin is our death Mm -hmm. um and says sin so and <laughs> including all sins in that verse 
Right. Um, but it is because of Jesus Christ. It is because of the love and redemption that God uh, has sent that we don't punish these sins with death. Does that make sense? Am I making any sense? I I think so. Um, let me take a crack at it and see what you think about this. Okay. okay? Because <laughs> I I think um, in a different in a different sense. Okay. Yes, God does not change, and He does not lie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so He has said that that yeah the the consequence of the sin is death. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but you also have to understand the context in which that was given. That His law was given to a people who were a, a theocracy. Right, yeah, right? it was a theocracy, yeah. So God was king, mm-hmm. okay, and he was he was speaking to the, you know, Moses or whoever was leading the Israelites at the time. And therefore the Israelites ought to obey their king. That was the laws that the king had had set down. Right. Um, because God was their king. Right, mm-hmm. right. Nowadays, okay, 21st century American church, okay. Um our law, the law of our land, the law of our government does not say that that homosexuality is punishable by death. Right. We're not okay? a theocracy. Right. We're no longer a theocracy. Mm-hmm. That does not change the fact that it is what we deserve. Right. Right. But we as Christians should not go around killing people right. because, of, because of the sin that they commit. Mm-hmm. That is for the government to do, not for us as Christians to do. Now, the only thing that I would say, the other thing that I would say about that is that if the government were to say tomorrow that, okay, we're going to go back to the laws in Leviticus and now homosexuality, now illicit sex, these things are punishable by death. As Christians, we are not to protest to that right? because that is actually what God has said. And I'm going to step on some toes here. I think that would actually be better for a society if that was put into into law mm-hmm. because that's what God says but it's not in law right now and right. we're not going to enforce it because the government is what carries the sword mm-hmm. not the christian and i didn't mean to bring up politics sorry but there's our political discussion for the day <laughs> sorry um yeah so i think what i was trying to get at i'm not really articulating myself very well obviously but um is that all sin leads to death. Mm-hmm. Um, death is the just punishment for every single sin, mm-hmm. whether it be from a little white lie to murdering, you know, mm-hmm. and everything in between. But we have redemption and salvation in Christ. Yeah. And so, and so in a roundabout way, I'm trying to get at that. It's not necessarily just homosexuality that damns you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lack of faith 
in Jesus Christ. Because in Ephesians, it says that we are justified by faith. Mm -hmm. So without that faith, we cannot be justified and therefore are held up against the law. Right. And are damned to hell because of our sin. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I I don't think it's necessarily our lack of faith that condemns us. It 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 is our sin that condemns us. But the way... Right, but without that faith... Right. We cannot receive eternal life. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Without that faith, we will assuredly be damned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of what I was trying to get at. (laughs) Yeah. In a weird roundabout, (laughs) not a very articulate kind of way. Um, Yeah. Again, I, I... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I have to wrap it up with a nice little bow. Um, but I just, I just love, I just love that verse, uh, the the First Corinthians verse that says that such were some of you, mm-hmm. um, because we we look at the sin. I mean, we're looking at one particular sin, but it's not something that comes by itself. Right. Okay, the reason we're looking at it is because it's a hot button topic nowadays. Mm-hmm. But this is not the be all and end all of sin. It's not, I mean, there, there are tons of nuances about it that we can talk about that we haven't gone into. Mm-hmm. There's lots more to talk about about it. But at the same time, this is not that it, it's simply because this is part of the cultural discussion. It's not because this is any more important than any other sin or any um, more terrible. Certainly there are other consequences like, like the, I think it was Romans that talked about you reap the consequences in your own body. There are other things like that. But in terms of, yeah, like you said, condemning you, sin condemns you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, being angry and lashing out condemns you. Um, so I think the emphasis of this sin um, can can do a disservice to Christianity in general. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's emphasized above other sins. And again, there's nuance there. Um, but when it is, <laughs> it is the untouchable, you know, leprosy of other sins, I think that can actually breed more sin by not actually wanting to admit and deal with struggles that you do have. Yeah. Um, and, and you ought to be, this sounds kind of cheesy, but I'm just going to say it. You ought to be known, you know, you ought to, you ought to have that accountability. You ought to have that relationship. I would say within your local church, within your body, where you can confess sin, where you can find encouragement to fight against your sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but only through Christ. It's only through, through Christ that, that sin can truly be killed. Otherwise it's just going to be replaced with other sin, which again, condemns you. Right. Um, Again, but first Corinthians, such were some of you, God redeems. Um, And that's such an encouragement to me as I look at my sin, that God um, will grant us victory, that he will call us out of that sin. And I don't know if we've ever really fully explained why we don't agree with the term homosexual. Mm-hmm. I know we've said 
multiple times, even in other episodes, um, that we don't agree with that term, but I don't know if you've ever actually really fully explained that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I know we're already going on for a while here, so, <laughs> but, um, if you just hang on for just a few more minutes, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I can explain. <laughs> uh, well, so the reason that we don't agree with that term is because it is, it is putting your identity in a sin. Yeah. Basically like, yeah. <laughs> why would you want to do that? Um, and making an idol out of your sexual or orientation or mm-hmm. if we even want to use that term. Um, and, just putting pride in basically what you think is best for yourself instead of what God deems is what is what's best for you. Um, and so we, we certainly do not agree with putting your identity in something that God has called a sin. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, and I've heard, James White say this multiple times, but like I, I completely agree. I would, I would never refer to a Christian as that angry Christian or that lying Christian or that murderous Christian. You know, like how how a lot of uh, progressive Christians use uh, the term "gay Christian" mm-hmm. these days. Um, these days, <laughs> sound like an old person, um, <laughs> but. Back in my day. <laughs> but that's a, com- I, th- I think it's a complete like contradiction. Mm-hmm. Like it's complete irony to me to call someone a gay Christian because you, ca- you can't put your identity in something that God has called abominable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I understand what's what's attempted at least at least for someone who advocates that they struggle with this sin and that they they recognize that it is a sin. Um I understand what they're trying to do there is they're trying to say this is something that I am continuously fighting against, but that it this is an issue in my life. I understand that and and about being open about that. And as backlash to the culture, the Christian culture that would say, quote unquote, Christian culture, that would say that um, you shouldn't even admit it, like stuff it down, because as soon as you admit it, you're going to be branded as a worse sinner than anyone else in the room. Um, I think this is backlash against that as as someone who has therefore branded themselves with that term, simply to say it's okay to be struggling or, you know, you can come talk to me about your struggles like i am struggling along with you as well which in and of itself i don't think is wrong but yeah the, to identify yourself by your sin is completely unchristian yes because scripture teaches that christ is to be our identity as right. christians mm-hmm. not our sin right i mean if if our our sin is is our identity before we're in Christ. Right. Because we are sinners. Yeah. Yeah. 
but we, in yeah, Christ we, still we are redeemed. Continuously struggle, right. right? But we are, but our we are. But we are covered with His righteousness mm-hmm. yeah. once. Yeah, and our identity should no us. longer be in that sin exactly. Yeah, that, that we struggle with. Yeah, yeah, and again, and it's something that I was attempting to. Uh, hopefully, I've kind of made a semblance of um, sense when I was talking about how how yeah I I don't like that the term. Uh, calling someone a homosexual either simply because it first of all th- that's assuming that there is such a thing as sexual orientation right not not that i deny that people struggle with and have natural inclination towards these acts i'm not i'm not denying that i'm i'm simply denying that there is a um, immutable part of you that um that you have no absolutely no choice in the matter of right that you cannot fight against um that anyways that's that's another similar similarly related issue um but it, so it's a capitulation to the idea of sexual orientation but it is also uh, yeah finding putting placing your entire identity and your entire being in the the fact of your struggle that you're going through um that is just yeah like like you had said not the way that that god sees you (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know um and i think another misconception that unfortunately the the christian world or you know quote unquote the the fundamentalist mostly christian world has um has presented is that heterosexuality saves people from homosexuality mm-hmm. which is a lie. Yeah. That is a lie and you should never listen to that mm-hmm. because it is not heterosexuality that saves you from the sin of homosexuality. It is Christ. Yeah. That saves you from your sin of homosexuality. Yeah. Because there are plenty of heterosexuals that struggle with sin. <laughs> yep. You can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> Not that I find my identity in my struggle, but <laughs> um, but it's it's a part of life. Yeah. And I mean, I, I would say too, is that is even that is capitulating to this idea of sexual orientation mm-hmm. rather than the acts that you're committing, rather than right. seeing the things that you do as acts that flow out of a a, a misguided, a, a broken heart um, that is bent towards sin, rather than seeing that and your acts as the outward manifestation of what your heart wants. Instead, you're saying, oh, it's an orientation. Therefore, if they're committing homosexual acts, therefore, so long as they commit heterosexual acts, then it's all going to be better. Well, no, you're dealing with the symptom. And again, you're you're assuming this paradigm of orientation Mm -hmm. when that's not the paradigm that Scripture presents. Right. So... The scripture presents that you have a choice in the matter of the acts that you commit. Mm-hmm. Now, again, before Christ, it's all going to be sin. <laughs> it's all going to be sinful. Uh, not, not that you, sorry. Oh, I feel like I have to give so many caveats here. <laughs> not that if, if non-Christians are married and, and they're having sex, that's not sinful. Right. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it, it, your heart is sinful. So, right. 
Um, and that's the biblical view is viewing the heart and the actions mm-hmm. rather than an orientation. Right. So there, it's just, it's, it's nuanced, but I do think it makes a big difference in how you see people and how you see fighting against sin. Once you've accepted that, oh, this is the way that I, sin is the way that I am and the way that I was built and sin is a part of who I am. Mm. That's just not true when you are in Christ. In Christ yeah, that right. is no longer true when you are in Christ. Exactly. Um, yeah, goes right back to that verse. Such were some of you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, like I said, it's funny. We've talked a lot about this, but there's still a lot more that we could say. Probably not going to say. At least not for a while. Uh, I don't necessarily want to to continually go back to a topic such as this. Um, simply because, again, I don't want to overemphasize it. But if you do have any thoughts, feel free to reach out to us. We've got our Facebook group that you can, or not a group, excuse me, our Facebook page that you can comment or, or rate us or, you know, have a good time there with us. Um, th- you can also email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter. Um, our handle is so underscore talk to me. So before we take off, is there anything that you would uh, recommend to everyone out there listening? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to a couple of debates okay. uh, that I would definitely recommend. So there are two of them that I watched. Uh, well, one that I watched all the way through. I didn't watch the next one all the way through, but... And what I did watch of it was really good. Sorry, I just totally sniffed into the microphone. It was really loud. Did not expect it to be so loud. So sorry. Um, But they're both on YouTube and they're called Does God Affirm Homosexuality? They're both on the Alpha and Omega uh, page. So the first one is called Does God Affirm Homosexuality? And the second one is called uh, Debate. Is Homosexuality Compatible with Christianity? And then there was another video that I watched with uh, Rosaria Butterfield, which was so good. I just love listening to her speak. And I love (laughs) reading her books. Like, she just, she's a really good writer. Anyways. And she's, I love the way she talks, too. She's so, like, gentle. (laughs) Anyways. Um, so it's called, uh, it's from uh, the Gospel Coalition. So it's on, on their channel. But it's called Rosaria Butterfield, Homosexuality and the Christian Faith. So those are the videos that I want to recommend. But I also want to recommend a podcast. I have a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Her name is Hannah. And she has a really awesome podcast called the blue stocking baptists interesting uh, yeah and it's uh her and her friend esther and it's really really good they they release episodes every other week so not every week um but this past one that just came out on wednesday was about self-esteem and it's so good it's it's particularly for women mm-hmm. uh but Highly, highly, highly recommend it. Nice. Really awesome. I love you, Hannah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, 
The only thing that I can think of to recommend is um, the Sunday special of Ben Shapiro's show this last week. Um, oh, he interviewed yes. John MacArthur. So that's another thing. That's actually something that I totally blanked on at the beginning of the podcast is another thing that's kind of exploded within the Christian circles that I run in. And um, I will say that lots of people have lots of issues with what John MacArthur is saying. Well, yeah, we don't um, agree 100% exactly. with all of his theology. That's that's what I was going to say. I don't agree with everything that he says. Right. But I'm not about to like pretend that I know better. He preached than- <laughs> the gospel multiple multiple times to Ben Shapiro and yeah. it was amazing. It was it was really cool to see this guy. I mean, the, it literally John brought MacArthur, me to tears. Oh wow, that's yes. awesome. But he like he is he's been a pastor leading a church. I mean, he's he's done great things just within American evangelicalism, you know. Um, but, you know, years and years and years of faithful service to his church and I would say to the universal church. Mm-hmm. Um, and here he is talking with an Orthodox Jew and preaching the gospel and, and sharing why he believes in that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just so cool because it was supposed to be an interview and he, he made it, uh, and he made it outreach as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I think <laughs> Ben Shapiro likes to talk. If you know Ben <laughs> Shapiro, he didn't talk very much in this interview. Like <laughs> yeah. John MacArthur did a lot of the talking. And, and I mean, not to say that there wasn't back and forth. Um, but I do think that, that he challenged Ben in mm-hmm. ways that Ben could not, um, or did not want to. Yeah, there kind of were go definitely down. a few points where Ben just basically like cut it off and was like, "We're not going to go further down that. I'm going right. to change the subject." Yep. And I'm just like, "Oh, come on!" Yeah. Like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know, you need it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good stuff. So, I recommend that. I definitely yeah second that it's so good all right well um you have anything else Mm, can't think of anything okay well I think we've gone on far too long yeah I'm looking at the clock over there and it's like almost an hour and 40 minutes I think this is probably our longest episode yet oh man (laughs) good luck editing fun tonight (laughs) I'm not gonna sleep (laughs) All right. Well, um, until next time, we'll see you back here for episode 66. Good night. Oh, yeah. This is episode 65. It is. Did we say that we made it to 65? I don't know. We made it to 65. We made it. We put it in in the episode. Wait. No. Is this really 65? Yep. 65. Okay. Mm -hmm. That feels like we should be further from that. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.